Good evening, everybody. It's Friday night. It's 9 p.m. It's time for the Not Joe Biden Deep Stream. Of course, I tell everybody I'm going live, and then then they ask questions of one another, and I'm like, I can't not hit the button. There's nothing I can do here. Just we can't go back now. Fine. <laughs> Starting the show very, very loudly. Of course, I've got. I'm Mike Irisari, and I'm about to get into a, a delicious Cherry Coke Zero. Mm. Mm. Hold on. <laughs> Intermission. There we go. It's like at the movies where they're like, have a Coke, get your popcorn. It's time for the movie when we used to go. Hey. <laughs> I always think of the, the Simpsons episode or Mr. Burns. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Every time. But uh, joining me on the top row this evening, she's the queen of G.I. Joe cosplay. It's Joe Colton, everybody. Hey, everybody. How are you? Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> and she's, was... Doing, she's doing today's show in mime. Right? <laughs> Just be pantomiming. <laughs> I'm going to Vogue the whole time. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea, but about minute 12, you're going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, and also joining us on the bottom row tonight, uh, slightly better lit than last week. Right. Former head of the G.I. Joe marketing, or former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Asbro. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. I mean, my cranium's <laughs> taken up like 40% of this screen, so I think, like, think I'm still the head. Uh, but the show really is resting on my shoulders tonight. Good thing I've got the new uh, desk lamp. Ooh, and look at this. It'll even go colors. Now we're red, like I needed more red, right? But now we're fading the orange, not too no. bad. Yellow, yellow, sickly green. I was about to say, the jaundice look isn't really working either. So yeah, yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of me, though. Light blue, like a London topaz ah! sort of blue. <laughs> Does it just stay on blue? Oh, now we're back to white. Or as they like to call, as they refer to it in the manual, Weber color. So, glow. So yeah, yeah, right. I glow in the dark, but now I now I glow in the light. So we've made big uh, big progress from the remember the uh, the Bobby Valla show where I was in the basement <laughs> laying on the futon. That was not real comfy, but now I've got the desk. I've got the light. I've got the new Joe Colton approved chair. Like I just need the big toy cabinet behind me, and I'm good to go. It's amazing. That's more, that's more about rep than anything else. So, I got the I got earbuds. I got microphone. Like I might I might stay. We'll see. <laughs> you know what? Every time I've had that thought in the last four years, I've been wrong. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I should, shouldn't have got comfortable. Don't. No. Look, we're not making any plans to to get rid of the mark. I'm just saying that maybe maybe we don't taunt the universe like that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess given the last four years uh, that were that were ironically dark, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just keep it quiet. We'll just not rock that boat. Keep it on the down low. How about how about we like try and smooth sail for like a year? I'm good with that. <laughs> we can make a joke <laughs> for a couple of months. Frankly, I just, I just, <laughs> oh. 
Oh, anyways. But uh, as we said, it's it's uh, Friday night. It's 9 p.m. It's time for the team stream. Uh, thank you for joining us in the live stream, if that's what you're doing. Thank you for joining us if you're catching the recording. Uh, we love you either way. Uh, we love the live streamers a little bit more because they're here. Yeah. And we'll say something if we don't add that. So uh, there's that. Um <laughs> But anyways, uh, it seemed like it was not going to be a real busy week, and then the last couple of days have have proven otherwise, and you guys have hit us with a good number of questions for the old post-sock. And so, hey, it's going to be a full show. So uh, kudos to to our listeners for for helping us uh, pad for time. (laughs) But uh, You guys have anything important you have to bust out with before we get into things? Nah. No. Oh, well, I, I thought I'd be in Oregon, but I'm not. Uh, just because there was a, a lot of snow scheduled for Monday that didn't really arrive. And my flight was uh, supposed to be out of Boston and barely connecting through Phoenix. So any kind of delay in Boston would have, you know, taken one day out of a five-day vacation. And much as I love Phoenix, and I spent 15 years there and got family and lots of friends there in Arizona State there. Not the state you want to be in right now. Maybe if you have the choice. So uh, next week, off to work. Stay tuned. Knock on wood. Right. I want got to hit all those ninety nine cent stores out there for a friend of mine. That's right. Mm-hmm. Eat some some GI Joe toys. That's called foreshadowing. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. We'll get to that when we get into the slides part of the thing. Oh, I'm digging it. And- <laughs> I'm so worried about you. Yeah, right? Which one? <laughs> Both. Uh, fair enough, right? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm doing PowerPoint every week for our podcast. I can't be low on that list. No, <laughs> but, it's definitely uh, Mark. I think that's fair. Anyways, it's uh, it's time for the news. Do, 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 do. First news item. She nailed it. Right? She's right. She was on top of it. Gotta close uh, early. I got to I got to get to a bunch of <laughs> close a bunch of windows to get to my rundown. I got the sneaking feeling that Joe was doing news sound effect reps all day long, and at some point Wes was like, "Just stop, <laughs> stop." See, I tend to go the other way. I, I tend to think that she forgets she has a show to be on until about ten till nine, and then then the wrist lock reminds her that it's almost time for the program. It could be. In fa- in fairness, neither of us had to put on lipstick. So, which one of us is closer on that, Joe? I am home alone, and I have been ready since eight o'clock. I mean, you guys aren't really the go out types right now. Did we ban no. Wes? <laughs> he uh, he went to William's house. They are playing attack wing and they have a guy's night with uh, Galen. And so it's the three of them playing a board game. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so we're keeping it in the it's bubble. It's so quiet. I'm like, what is happening in the house? Now I know what Mark feels like when it's quiet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I like run around and scream? Are you yeah. enjoying it? Or are you just like on the couch rolling around? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I lay down in the sunroom because it's completely clean now, and I just lay down in silence for a good hour. And I was like, oh, <laughs> silence. Right? 
Not bad. It's not going to happen when I have kids. Like, no. this is the silence. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the all the joy and the gift that a child is is paid for in that exchange. So, you're, I like that you that you know that. <laughs> that means you're probably you're probably ready. Less is a child, so I'm I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. Once we get him trained, <laughs> I even go to the bathroom to get some silence. Like that's. <laughs> in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. If your phone runs out of battery while you're in the bathroom, probably a problem there. Probably, probably made some bad choices. Anyway, next news item. First news item. Uh, Icon Heroes has acquired the yeah. G.I. Joe license. Icon Heroes will be producing fully licensed third-party G.I. Joe product in the near future. The company tweeted this in an announcement on February 3rd that read, Yo, Joe, stay tuned for exciting G.I. Joe collectible products to be announced soon, knowing is half the battle. According to their Twitter profile, Icon Heroes produces, quote, action figures, vinyl figures, statues, mini busts, enamel pins, patches, bobbleheads, and more. They also acquired for other the license for other Hasbro properties, including Transformers, my Little Pony and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, Mark Weber, you're our toy industry guy. What what do you what do you make of this? I mean, I don't. I'm not familiar with Icon Heroes at all. Um, so, but it looks like you know they got a pretty wide range of products they can do there. It certainly looks like it was a package deal, right? Like how many you know we'll give you all of these licenses. Like, I mean, those are all house owned. Just not, there's no nerf in there, but maybe nerf doesn't translate to what they want to do. So, you know, well, and yeah, transforms in there. So, right. You never know. I mean, nerf's a big deal. Is Icon the same company that did those busts years ago with Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, Scarlet? Remember that? I remember the busts. I don't remember who made them. The I remember. Yeah, they were they were like six inches tall. Hold on. Oh, look out! All right. My my feeling is I I tend to think that this is probably more, um, maybe mini busts, but probably more like pins, uh, and patches and ephemera like that, as opposed to huh. we actively choose to track down like figures or vinyl figures. Right. You know, like they've already got. Obviously, Funko is doing pops, which falls more into the vinyl figure category, I think, right? Right. It, do, it doesn't mean that they can make all of those things for all of those licenses, right? Mm -hmm. So they might be just making pins for Joe, right? And not action figures. Yeah. So as, as protective as they've been of other companies making anything close to three quarter you know, or a one eighteenth scale action figures with GI Joe. I doubt that some, anything like that is coming yeah. from icon era. Not right now. Cause Joe's, cause Joe's got a little momentum uh, with the classified line selling so well, the retro line, uh, retro line <laughs> selling so well um, and the movie coming, you know, um, hopefully. 
So I can't imagine that now is the time they're going to let other companies make actual action figures. So mm -hmm. Palisades. Yeah. Made the busts. And they're great. They were really good. Other than I'm just, I, I don't dig busts like the Scarlet you have. Totally fine. Totally fine. It's my but favorite. the ones, the classic busts, you know, a classic bust that has no arms. Yeah. Creepy as hell. So the one that goes up to here and it's just like the shoulders and the yeah, 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 yeah. Or or there was one. I think there was one of them that had one arm, and I'm like, well, you're all messed up, right? Because <laughs> you're either you're either a half statue or a bust. Except you, you're a mutant, you're a renegade, and good for you for breaking. You know, I'm not gonna be put in a box, but you look <laughs> weird, dude. Just my arm. Right. It was some. I forget which one, but he had like the arm across his body, maybe with a sword in it or something. And it was like. It was like they ran out of money. It's like, ah, tooling's done. <laughs> nobody, puts baby, nobody puts baby in a corner, and that's why he looked like he was busting out of a corner. I, I suspect they'll either do the the minibus or a bobblehead. They probably do the bobblehead more. Is there a worse collectible than a bobblehead? I've always hated bobbleheads. Maybe it's because I'm kind of a life-size bobblehead myself, but they're just, I mean, they're so retro that they're just kind of lame, right? That When that's all they could figure out. Dude. That's when you get at a baseball game. Like, you go, you get them at a baseball game, you're like, they're, at my, they're on my work desk. Like, what do you do with them? Like, Yeah. Like, how many times are you actually going to bobble that head? I, I have that up from baseball games in recent years. I have Jose Okendo. Because <sighs> Tommy Herr was sold out? I, I don't know. They weren't giving them away that day. Can't knock the the popularity of Jose Akendo in the St. Louis area. Man, he still yeah. lives out that way. So no, sir. He, did, he didn't make enough money to move. <laughs> no, sir. But uh, he was smart. He bought he bought a lot of property south of town where the property's cheap. But um, and then I've got uh, Tim McCarver. All right. From a, a game I went to, it was a, a game against the Mets that I went to with my younger brother. So. I think they were playing Cincinnati on Jose Akendo Day, which doesn't make any sense because Jose yeah. didn't play for Cincinnati, but played yeah. for, for a little while. Yeah, Okendo. I, mean, I guess I guess if you're, if you're there long enough, you're beloved, right? Oh yeah, he was. Well, he was the glue guy. He was the utility guy. They loved him. They still love him. And then he was a coach there for two decades. So you know, they just couldn't get rid of him, right? Uh, probably not. They probably tried to fire him a couple times, and they they got met with uh, pitchforks and torches outside the ticket office. They moved his office to the basement. Right. They, they corrected the building error. <laughs> yeah. well, he, was, he was the third base coach for years. I, I think Joe Torrey hired him, and he was there through the next four managers. Yeah, I, I never wanted to be a third base coach because there's a pretty demonstrable pass fail on that, whether or not the guys you wave around score or get thrown out. I want to be first base, right? First base, Teflon. Just stand there and clap and take their gloves and hat. Like, I could do that. You just got to scream, come on, Bobby, come on! Yeah. Get one! And then they slow it down a little bit when he's on base. You start shouting at the back, come on, Bobby! <laughs> I love watching Joe's eyes glaze over when we talk baseball. Now I'm looking at these <laughs> stupid bobbleheads on their site. What I hated when I was at McFarland Toys, we were making uh, like three inch figures based on real pro athletes. 
And they were pretty good for a three-inch. They were a statue, really, not a figure. Because um, our six-inch toys prided themselves on accuracy, at least facially for the guys. And so we would take in a three-inch figures, which weren't nearly as close because they're shrunk, right? They Anybody looks like anybody. Paint a beard on them, right? It looks like the right guy. And we would go in and they would go, I don't know. It doesn't really look like them. And I, I would look at their bobbleheads and go like, are you kidding me? You're going to sweat me on a head that is a quarter of an inch tall and doesn't look like him. But here you got this eight inch bobblehead monstrosity where it's like three different heads they choose from just shaking around over there, not looking like Ozzy Smith at all. Like, come on. It was so dry. Can I just tell you that these bobbleheads go around $30? Oof. Oh yeah. Or 35. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure if I put, or, or 60, get out of here. Yeah, put Jose Akendo up on eBay. Some, some fool in St. Louis would undoubtedly break $60 for it. I love the disgust on Joe's face. Why? I mean, Jose Akendo. Bobblehead. No. Akendo. Oh. What, if it, what if it was a Picard? Bobbling. Make it so. Does he talk? Not usually. Actually, no. they, made, they made the McCarver one with a sound chip, and it sold worse. Yeah. <laughs> they just started <laughs> throwing them on the field. Nobody wants McCarver. It was, if he's talk. We were there. Uh, Jimmy was, was part of um, – there's a group of Mets fans that travel around the country, and they call themselves the, the Seven or something after the train that runs into Queens. And so he he got the he got in on with this group, you know they they it, there's hundreds of them, and they go all around the country to Mets games and and they came to St. Louis one Saturday, and uh, we went to the game as as part of their bunch. It was great because the whole Mets contingent just rolled into into one of the bars outside of Bush Stadium, and um, you just saw this this mass exodus of Cardinal fans when that happened. As all these Mets fans roll in, I'm just standing back there. I had a I had a black polo shirt on that day. I was absolutely neutral, and uh, just laughing my head off, laughing, laughing, laughing hysterically. The best part of that traveling group, they get October off, right? <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. We, we were just uh, we were a few rows away from Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer was in town for that one. Goat boy, but yes, Goat boy himself, noted Mets fan, Goat boy. Uh, but it was it was very they they was uh everybody was very nice to Tim McCarver that day. It was the one day where we all held in check because I don't think anybody likes Tim McCarver calling ball games. Yeah, he he seems to be a very very nice man, a wonderful guy, uh, good teammate, you know, wonderful pillar of the community, uh, and just awful calling baseball games. <laughs> but other than that, uh, anyway. Moving on, we've uh, we segued from icon heroes to baseball bobbleheads. Tim McCarver bobbleheads. Tim McCarver. Nope. <laughs> oh my lord! Next news item. Do, 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 do. Oh, easy there. Through an extra. Excited. There, right. Do we not like that? No, no. no. It was like it was like you got uh, songified. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, auto tune. It was so weird. Threw us a little. But uh, I just need to get the the old slideshow started on this one because this is, of course, uh, Fortnite Snake Eyes. 
that we told you about. You heard it here first. Not really. Oh, but, it, but it's not getting until August or something, right? Isn't it? It's like January next year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's something ridiculous. Like, why are you even ordering this? Because it's rare. <laughs> well, Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be moving a bunch of these. These are available for pre-order now. On, Is that a uh, plunger? Yes. Available for pre-order now on Hasbro Pulse. They're at $39.99. Uh, they're technically not classified figures. They're technically not Fortnite figures. They are, uh, what's it called? The Source Zero collaboration. But anyways, it's it's basically it's a pretty cool looking Snake Eyes. I'll give it give it credit there at the repaint of classified Snake Eyes, uh, and he's got some legitimate gear, and then he's also got some wild and fun gear that's more inspired by Fortnite. And you can plunger. see, yeah, going around there, there's a some kind of power plunger. Uh, there's a, a multi grenade launcher. There's a giant ass for comedic effect grappling hook. Uh, there's a snowman grenade there's a disco ball grenade uh that looks like there's also an m an m mp5 and his normal sword and a flash grenade if you like more legitimate weapons with your snake eyes uh but really it's not it's not it's not a bad figure it just it's got a lot of extra stuff that i don't necessarily need uh for extra money on that one 40 bucks for that yeah again that's that, that's that licensing fee right there your mileage may vary. I it's it's an easy pass for me, mm -hmm. but uh, but if you like it, I I totally get it because it is a, underneath it all. That's a pretty cool snake eyes. The one thing that threw me though is, and I realize you know the box art doesn't always represent the figure, though that's more of a problem in a closed box. But check out the the shading on his feet on the box, right? Yeah, there's that cool cut. Yeah, that ice fade up into the black, which is cool and kind of hard to pull off, but it doesn't look like it's on the figure at all, right? That's just a that's just a box art thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's a game thing that just didn't make the translation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I know it's the blue background and the white light and how it would reflect and and fine, but it's not very representative of the actual figure, which is. I don't know, maybe, maybe trouble. On a comic book, I know I can see Superman punching Batman on the cover, and that may or may not happen actually in the book, right? But for a closed box toy, it's kind of incumbent, I think, to showcase what the toy actually looks like. Maybe it's on the back that they've got a good look at this is the actual figure, but I don't know. For something you're selling online, that's a little dubious, I think. It almost looks like he's wearing tabbies on the box art, but not in the like not the actual figure. Scarlet's wearing tevas, so what? What are tabbies? Tabbies are uh, like the ninja boots. Okay. They're like they've got the, the the big toe separate from the rest of the the foot. I didn't know that they were called. Yeah. I just called them ninja boots. No, tabbies. Look, you're learning something. Right? I don't so, know about that. So if you actually made him do a little soft shoe routine, he'd be tab dancing? Yeah. Mark Weber, are you in on this or no? I picked one up. We'll see. All right. 
All right, there we go. The guns There's are no more doubt. realistic. The guns, as, as silly as they are, more realistic than Roadblock's gun. So, <laughs> poor Roadblock. Uh, be, if that plunger is actually soft plastic, like rubberized on the front, so you could stick it to Destro's mask oh, or Cobra Commander's shield, that'd be outstanding. I know it's that's unlikely, but I doubt it too. But that would be toy of the year right there. So good. So yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm in. All right. So the, the honcho is in. One for three on the What's On Joe Mind team. Unless Joe Colton is, unless I misread you on that one. I I haven't picked one up, so I probably right. missed it. Joe's it's saving her up. money. She's oh, saving her money for something. So that that's that's just recently then, because I checked it this afternoon and they were still taking orders. Oh, so, they're sold out right now. All right. On Pulse. So, yeah, if you're if you're looking now, sorry, we we missed on that one, but uh, they must have just closed it up this afternoon, this evening, on their way out the door. Heading to, well, I guess they're not really heading to happy hour right now, but whatever. No, they get out at one o'clock on Fridays, and they're not even in the office right now. <laughs> so if you if you ordered one, enjoy it, and uh, let us know how it went. We'll we'll have the honcho give us his thoughts when it shows up. I will so, be do. I'll be doing a five hour unboxing video. It will be amazing. Sometime in April, twenty twenty four. Yeah. I like how it's being sold on eBay. Some of the right. prices are ridiculous, like $147. It's we, not even coming out for a year, people. We used to deal with that at McFarland when we would go to like a, a World Series, or not World Series, an MLB All-Star game or an NFL experience by the Super Bowl where a guy would sell like 30 Mark Brunel figures because we were in Jacksonville for 150 bucks each. And you have them pre-sold and then he'd show up in line and we'd go, yeah, limited is two per person. And he was like, I got to figure out now I got 30, I got cash I'm losing. And if I can't, if I can't fill it, I either got to pay more for it from another collector or uh, I got to you know, drop the auction and take the bad feedback. And so we had desperate guys paying kids to go stand in line, right? Like every show we dealt with that kind of thing. It was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a screwy business. But anyhow, next news item. Do, 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 do. And that brings us to our slabs of plastic. Uh, these little 99 cent guys are showing up at the Everything's 99 Cent store in the Los Angeles area. They are zero articulation, two and a half inch tall G.I. Joe's in actual G.I. Joe packaging. Uh, you can see there. Uh, they actual GI Joe packaging, um, and you could get them for ninety nine cents a pop. That is Roadblock Duke and Snake Eyes for the Joes. That is a Red Ninja Cobra Commander, and believe it or not, that's Destro for the Cobras. That looks <laughs> terrifying. You sure? sure that's that's not Destro's, you know, weaker cousin? It's. Yeah, he, he's the he's the angriest mime in in the mime school. It's unemployment, Destro's COVID. The eyebrows on that Duke are freaking right. me out. Right. <laughs> Somebody's got to do a, a a diorama of him watching Scarlet going into Snake Eyes' apartment, and that's the look. <gasps> so weird. Why does he look like that? 
because also, he's Destro looks like he's melted head. Yeah, he's he's a ninety nine cent zero articulation figure. That's, the margins on these must have been so tight that they're like, hey, we got to go with gray on Destro instead of silver. Is that okay? Yeah, fine. I mean, it's one of those. These are something that got pumped out there simply so that folks who are in in the everything's 99 cent store are going to be more aware of gi joe being on the shelves um, so that way if they sell one of these they're going to pay for another 20 of them i mean snake eyes looks good <laughs> no chest cut it, yeah i mean the chest cut is is much better than on the actual classified figures yeah. but who who's missing here who'd they get rid of well there's for joe's red ninja <laughs> I am so terrified. Those white eyes just look like he's just, I don't know. I thought you'd go the other way, Joe. I thought you'd be like, these are all crap, but I can get a hundred red ninjas. For so a part, so a the collector right? in me is like, I could get so many for a hundred dollars. Right? And then I'm like, what are you going to do with these stagnant? Wait, how many? Ed, how many how many Santas do you have? Uh 47, 48, something like that. And they range from five inches tall to eight feet tall, maybe, or uh, something like that. Like a three inch, maybe a two inch, all the way to like five feet. Now, now don't take this the wrong way because it's easy to misunderstand what I'm about to say. Okay. But if I'm uh West Colton Whitlock. I'm loading up on these and I'm using them as get out of jail free cards, right? Like, <laughs> tracking some do. mud, Joe's mad, just flipper one of these. Now, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. Like a like a dog treat. Yes, I got I, you. I'm sorry, baby. Here's a red ninja. I would take it. I, I think he's gonna load it up. <laughs> I think he's gotta sell out and he's gonna be buying these for five bucks each on eBay with shipping. And it's just gonna. I was for, for hundred bucks. You could actually get a hundred one. Yeah. Oh, see, and they're stocking next Christmas. It's gonna be real heavy. You're gonna empty it out. It's gonna be like forty red ninjas. It's gonna be phenomenal. It's target marketing. If they send full <laughs> cases of red ninjas to your area, that's some of the best targeted marketing I've ever seen in my life. Right by the register, and you're looking at it, going, "That looks terrible." God, it's 99 cents. Look, you get so many. I get like 20 just on this trip. So good. Like $20 bill? Just set them up in the background of some diorama like they're far away. And they're so God. far away, you, you can't tell how crappy they are from the photo. <laughs> <laughs> you can reenact that retaliation scene where it's raining red ninjas all over the mountain. I actually like that scene. It's a great scene. It's fantastic. It makes the whole movie. Yeah, it's the best scene. <laughs> but, you know, you just throw some two and a half inch tall red ninja statues down the side of it, and there you go. Special effects budget enhanced. It's killing me here, though. And it's the same thing that killed me on the, the six inch commander. Where's the Cobra logo, man? It's, uh, it's subdued. It's blue on blue. Yeah, it's very subdued. But if it's if it's there, it's a paint hit, and they're choosing to do it in a different color than what it should be. 
in what's really the most valuable piece of marketing material they have. The iconic Cobra logo that hasn't changed since 82 because it's perfect. It's a better uh, blue than the... I, I think you're reading a little bit too much into the value of these things. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if these were Nike figures, would the swoosh be slightly different? If these were Nike figures, yes. Yeah. Is, Nike, is Nike ever going to let the swoosh be misrepresented? No, because it's valuable. Mm-hmm. It, did, the, did Nike ever have these guys representing the swoosh? <laughs> I would probably, probably never got that far, but... I mean, Roadblock looks kind of athletic there because that paint that's supposed to be eyes kind of look like eye black, like underneath. Like Roadblock's Roadblock's head looks extremely melty. <laughs> His head? Yeah, like it was a birthday candle. Somebody blew out yeah. not quite fast enough and then trimmed the wick. That may it well look, be. It looks like his eyebrows were melted in as eyelashes. And then he's just asleep now. <laughs> he looks like Sloth from Goonies. Hey, you guys. <laughs> uh, so there's, that's uh, that's train Mark, wreck right there. Mark, if you see a red ninja just for shits yeah. and giggles, get yeah. one. <laughs> if I see five, I'm going to get you five. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to they're gonna arrive at your house and say, <laughs> Wes Whitlock. <laughs> <laughs> You better write him a note explaining what to do. Right. <laughs> Here, here's five get out of jail free cards. That's it. Welcome. That's it. Break the you enterprise. Bring out a red ninja. Uh, uh, what mug circle on the mahogany dining room table? Break out the red ninja. Accidentally knock over an Easter tree, which is just a Christmas tree with different decorations. Red Ninja. Yep. Oh, you guys should see the uh, the sunroom is completely empty, like void of all Christmas. I vacuumed three times all to right. get all the to get all the tinsel out. Yep, and the glitter, and and the pine needles, and the pine needles, and the cotton. So, <laughs> and then and then the little poltergeist woman wandered in and said, <laughs> "This house is clean." <laughs> oh, that's it for the news. Do, 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 do. What? There's nothing else we can poop on? No, no, no. I was ready for more poop. <laughs> no. no, we got lots of post sock this week. Lots of post sock. Damn it! Mean damn it! Wanted more. We want to be. We want to be edgy toy people. Right. I hate everything. Ah. Yeah, nothing brings me joy except these toys, which are supposed to bring me joy. Basically. They're not as good as they used to be, like the 5,000 ones right behind me, delicately arranged on my beautiful toy shop. national company that caters to the needs of millions isn't getting my exact 100% idea across. That's just mine and only mine. Anyway. <laughs> I do have to tell you. Oh, okay. Before we got to that, uh, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on uh, go. I was gonna say Forbes picked up that Fortnite has its own, its GI Joe license, so its own like GI Joe. It's weird seeing that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. a it's a big deal. It is. We'll, we'll see if there's more than just 
you know, the snake eyes skin or not. Well, uh, as we've said to one another, both on the show and off the show, many times, G.I. Joe's a bigger deal to everybody in the world than it is to Hasbro. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. Anyways, moving on. Postdoc. Time for postdoc. Postdoc. Joe, do you have a postdoc song for us? Mm-mm. Okay. That was, that was the expected answer. Postdoc. And then she Very comes nice. out with a postdoc song. Mark Weber, I'm confused. With what? Right? The whole thing. The whole Fair thing. enough. We'll make it up in volume. First letter. Hey, Joe fans. Just started listening, and I love the show. Well, thanks for listening. Welcome to the team. Here's a discussion suggestion for a slow news week or a moderate news week, as we've run into. I've noticed that Joe Fest 2021 tickets just went on sale. While I'd love to go to Joe Fest, I'm just not comfortable going with the whole pandemic situation. What do you guys think? Also, could you talk up Joe Fest so I'll know what to expect next year? Thanks, and yo, Joe, Dave Burke via email. And Dave, we're with you. Uh, We're not real comfortable with Joe Fest either because of the whole pandemic situation. So uh, it's early. It's just February, and I know the show's in June, so probably not going to see us there either. Um, And, you know, I, I... I'll let you, you know, you guys speak for yourselves. I know as far as I'm, I'm concerned, it's a little too early in the year um, to really think about Joe Fest. So um, certainly we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. Um, I know they held it last year in, in, uh, you know, conditions that were probably not the best for a pandemic either. But a lot of that had to do with uh, their booking uh, site not letting them out of their contracts. So uh, that that said, uh, it's going to be a tough one to say yes to. Uh, and it's going to be a tough situation for us to, to get out in front of and say, hey, you need to go to this. Because uh, honestly, you're probably better off staying home just from a health standpoint. I would rather give up. 2021 Joe Fest and go to everyone after that than I would to risk something happening at this one uh, and and not have the option to go to ones in the future. So that's my own personal thinking on it. Uh, if you guys have something, by all means, go ahead and chime in here. I mean, I think, you know, the later in the year it was, the more probably the more comfortable we'd all feel with it. So uh, everybody's dying to go to conventions again, and I love going to conventions. And it's been a long time for for almost everybody since they've been to one. So, you know, I'm I'm always optimistic that things are going to turn around quicker than they actually have. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's time to be more realistic about it. But I, you know, it is it is attractive just in the idea of God. It would be nice to go to a convention again, right. but. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say right now. But if you had a magic eight ball and shook it up, it'd be like uh, signs point to no. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it is too early. We are just in February now. Um, but with the 
limited supplies that various states have with uh, the vaccines and having no stockpiles. And now we also have mutations that some of them don't really recognize the vaccine. I'm going to say it's probably not a good idea to go. Um, If you feel comfortable, that's on you. But I have an autoimmune disease, so I would not risk it. And my husband would probably be like, I'm going to tie you to the house. (laughs) Like, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) I will give you one red ninja if you don't go. (laughs) (laughs) See, I read it the totally different way. You said mutation, and I'm like, like what, telekinesis? Or (laughs) what are you talking about here? That's cool. Some of the strains are... uh, are spreading faster and um, they don't, they're not as affected by the vaccine. So, and it's really too early to tell how long the vaccine will actually last. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough spot. Like I said, we, we don't, we're, we're not trying to come down on that show or the folks who run it. Yeah. It's any show. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is every big event. This is every convention. Uh, it's certainly not just Joe Fest. And I, I just think that even if even if everything went without a hitch from now until June, we still wouldn't be vaccinated enough as a pub populist for Joe Fest to be safe. Like we would, they say what seventy to eighty percent of a vaccinated public is is considered safe from from it's, yeah herd herd immunity kicks in at seventy right. yeah so, and and that would we're be, not even at one percent we're not even at one percent and if population. if we continue on the pace that we're at from now to June we're not going to be anywhere close to seventy percent by then either no so it, it's uh this is a slow go it was a, a steep drop but that's how pandemics work. Uh, and it's going to take a long time to dig ourselves out. Uh, we have many friends who have who organize shows, and they're all taking a hit on this. And to this point, everybody's waiting on 2021. 2021 has pretty well been, uh, to use the football term, we've punted on 2021. I've uh, I've actually uh, most of the cons that I guessed at have already like said, hey, we're not going to probably have it this year. And already like two of the cons in um, January and February have already canceled. And they, you know, they sent out their apologies, but it's totally understandable. Like we're not in a position to go at a con right now. Like mm-hmm. our numbers just, especially in this area. So, yeah. So uh, if, if it, uh, if we don't wind up talking up this sort of thing very much, uh, again, no offense to the folks running those things. Uh, it's just not something that we think is a real responsible thing to do right now. Yeah, I feel uh, bad because they're business owners. Yeah, uh, all these cons, but you know, sometimes like hopefully there is a an actual package for small businesses to help them right survive. Yeah, instead of like giving the millions to not small businesses, but. Right. Well, and when when this thing finally gets lassoed, I can only imagine how big the convention attendance will be for those, mm-hmm. for every, you know, whatever it is that you like and that you go to. 
whatever Every that weekend. first one is, is going to be massive, right? Like people mm -hmm. are going to be so excited to get back to what normal used to be. So, yeah. So that, that, that's it, Dave. I wish we had a better answer there. Uh, and again, I, I, I really don't want to, I don't want us to sound like we're bashing on Joe Fest because we're not. Uh, we get the situation that they're in. They got contracts. They got to fulfill. Uh, that's uh, an event that takes place in the state of Georgia. And as we know, uh, Georgia has not necessarily been the most progressive in terms of treating this uh, pandemic situation uh, with, with care. So the show must go on in their regards. And uh, if you do wind up going, uh, be safe. You know, maybe, maybe leave the kids at home this time. Um, make sure you keep your distance, take your mask and, um, you know, just, just be as safe as possible. Um, but, uh, hopefully we'll have a whole slate of shows to talk up in the near future. Hopefully maybe end of 2021 and into 2022 knock on wood mm -hmm. right after the movie comes out. Right. In October. <laughs> yeah. October dot, dot, dot. So next letter. Hey guys, how are you guys feeling about collecting GI Joes at the moment? Between the lack of availability in new stuff in store and the insane prices figures are going for at the moment on eBay, not to mention the cost of postage and taxes for international shipping, I've more or less been priced out of the hobby. Do you think it's a good or bad thing that there seems to be an influx of new collectors that are inflating the prices? Does it help or hinder the hobby in general when longtime fans are being pushed out by cashed-up fair-weather collectors who haven't helped sales in the previous decade? Uh, do you think Hasbro are doing enough to capitalize on this upswing of new fans? And alternatively, are they caring enough that they're angering their longtime fan base by continuing on with their mediocre distribution, lack of advertising, etc.? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Crocodile! Joel McMullen uh, via email. And, of course, Joel McMullen is from Australia which is why he has the, the, the nickname Crocodile. So I guess we'll take everything in order there. How are you guys feeling about GI collecting GI Joes at the moment? Um, we're, we're, we're all in the country where you supposedly can get these things and they're real tough to get. So yeah. um, sometimes think, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and We've, I think we, as a group, the three of us have been pretty lucky even. Mm -hmm. We've gotten yeah. one of everything we needed or wanted. Not all. I need a Viper. Oh, well, you're, you're short of Viper still. Um, you know, but then also you're also, uh, keeping at least 300 people from getting a Red Ninja. So I, you gotta, you gotta balance that. Listen, survive. It's all Darwinism, man. It, it was my brother used to say when he ate all the cookies, it was there if you wanted it, man. <laughs> it was there if you wanted it. Just didn't work hard enough, Webb. <laughs> right? I mean, I I've gotten one of everything so far, uh, but I only got the uh, the original Cobra Trooper through the kindness of I don't say strangers, but of of a Joe fan who helped all of us out, right? ML sure. series. Who, uh, who hooks us up with that. I, I wouldn't have one now, or maybe I would have gone to eBay. Um, this is complicated by the fact that all the targets closed, like every single one of them, at least for me. So not having target available to me anymore since they decided to 
cancel my two Vipers that I had pre-ordered and then told me that it was my fault for not responding to an email they claimed they sent me. Uh, Target's off my list, so that's going to make things harder moving forward. But but I'm not bitter. No, and that's what's important. Not at all. But yeah, it's it's kind of tough, and I, I think we have to continue to uh, remind ourselves that yes, G.I. Joe wound up being a much bigger hit than anybody anticipated, which is a good thing. Uh, and secondly, that pandemic caused a six-month hole in the supply line, mm -hmm. and it's just going to take a while to, to get back from that. I know it's it's been more or less business as usual for these factories for a couple of months now, but that doesn't make up for the time when they were all stopped dead. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, it's real frustrating right now, but it's tough to give a clear and accurate read on the situation because we're in the middle of the situation, if that makes any sense. Um, so, I mean, I, I hate to be the broken record here, but we just need to continue to be patient and keep plugging and just keep trying. Um, because there's some good out of this too. It's good that GI Joe is the big horse on the block again. It's good that it's the, it's the, the toy line that everybody wants. It ensures that they're going to be making GI Joes for a while. We think, or, you know, should. Mm -hmm. um, so these are all good things. And, you know, eventually supply will catch up with demand, but it, yeah, it's real frustrating while it's happening and, and we're not immune to that. Um, the next well, bit of it is, do you go ahead, Mark? I'm sorry. Well, and, and we've said before, and it probably needs to be said more. If you laid out, if you had optics on it and could see what Hasbro's plan was for last year, right. That they made two years prior to that. And then actually saw what they were able to get out and how they had to cross things out and slide things around. You know, we don't know everything that happened behind the scenes, but there must have been a ton, not just from the supply chain issues, but from the movie bouncing out, right? But everything was probably built backwards from the movie release. So, and the moving of a movie before is what torpedoed the good ship, Joe, back in with a retaliation. So, you know, the fact that they got through it with the brand still hot, you know, I don't think they get enough credit for that. And I think they deserve credit for the Cobra Trooper situation. They kind of created that, but they did come up with a solution. There's a very similar figure that's coming out soon that appears to be readily available. And it's not exactly the same. So if you actually bit the bullet and dropped a hundred bucks on a Cobra Trooper, that guy should retain his value because he'll always be rare. But there's a almost as good or almost the same version coming out that looks like it's easy enough to get. So, you know, there there was some listening going on. It looks like the Viper is, you know, the same problem the second time around, but they may not have had time to fix that. So maybe there's a Viper fix that comes in the fall. Um, but as frustrating as it has been, the fact that they're hard to find is actually good for the brand long-term. That's an old, another McFarland name drop, but Todd would always say, I'd rather make 10 too few than one too many. And I think that's absolutely accurate. <laughs> or in this case, 10,000 too few. Yeah, you know, 
anyhow. Um, next bit of this is, do you think it's a good or bad thing? There seems to be an influx of new collectors that are inflating the price. Well, that's kind of two separate ideas. I think it's always good when you bring in new collectors mm -hmm. uh, because that ensures that you're going to have a brand going mm -hmm. forward. Um, inflating the prices on uh, on uh, vintage stuff, I mean, there too, it's frustrating, but more supply and demand, right? Like folks who have cash to spend on GI Joe's and can't find it in the stores are going to spend it on GI Joe's somewhere or another. And so, yeah. And I think for a long time, the vintage Joe's from the eighties and nineties were probably priced too low, mm -hmm. uh, for what they were. Um, and, uh, now that a new generation of fans or a lot of fans who got bitten by the bug again are going back to get those figures again. Uh, it's probably more accurate as far as what they were actually worth. Uh, there was a number of years where you'd catch a price guide or something and you'd see it, Like for, for me, it's, it's uh, 86 beachhead, right? Uh, and you would see written in these price guides that that figure was worth 20 to $25 in mint condition. And you'd sit there and you'd kind of scoff at it. Like anybody trying to get the 20, $25 for that is crazy. I can get one for 12 from Kokomo toys or Roma collectibles. And, and, and that was not an exaggeration. They were, they, you just find them for 12 to 15 as opposed to 20 to 25. And now we've kind of gotten up to where 20 to 25 would be a real, like I wouldn't think twice about throwing 20 to 25 down on, on that figure right now. Um, so yeah, I think there was a long time where those were artificially deflated and, and now we're, we're getting back to where maybe it's a little high because of this, the just, the, the hurricane as a whole, the storm that's going on around GI Joe as it is. And they'll probably settle back in a little bit once, um, once, uh, both the retro line and classified line are a little bit easier to find in stores. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it is what it is. Those toys are 40 years old mm -hmm. and there just aren't as many of them out there that are available because the, they're either starting to break and therefore go in the trash or they're going, you know, they're, they're winding up on somebody's shelves where they're not going to leave for a while. So yeah, there's just fewer out there that are available and that, that stands to reason, you know, uh, well, about that. Even if you would never, ever sell your Joe's, like I don't have an exit strategy for my collection, but if the vintage toys are becoming worth more, as a collector, you got to kind of like that, right? When when you saw bats, I mean, bats probably tripled or quadrupled in value in the last two years. I mean, they're through the roof for for an old battle android trooper. But when I see a you know one that's that's loose but complete, so nice with a file card, has all the all the arm attachments in the backpack, and you see that go for seventy five dollars on eBay. You think, well, I would I would never drop 75 on a bat. I guess my bat days are over. But I know I have three of those guys downstairs, right? And there's something to owning some, even if you would never consider selling it, 
you you always want what you have to have value, right? Like tangible value on that secondary market. So I don't know that it's a bad thing that prices are going up. It's certainly it certainly means you gotta you gotta limit or make uh, judicious calls on what you're going to drop coin on. But it also means everything on your massive toy shelf behind you, or more likely like me in the Rubbermaid crates in the basement are, you know, they're generating value as they sit there. So it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, it's, I should, I guess summing that up, it's got its pluses and its minuses, right? Yeah. Um, uh, does it help or hinder the hobby in general when longtime fans are pushed out by cashed up fair weather collectors? Uh, I, we sound a little bitter there, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, think about it. The three of us, all collectors on some level, right? right? What's something you love to collect that you quit altogether in your life? Ooh, well. The one that's stuck, I'd say baseball cards. Yeah, I got out of cards too when they just got too expensive, right? When Upper Deck came in with her $2 packs. And everybody else followed suit and it went became rare instead of fun. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I got out of Star Wars figures when G.I. Joe arrived, simply because Joe was the better mousetrap, right? Yeah. Such a better figure with the file card and and I was done with Star Wars. But it, it that was because something better came along. You know, it's pretty rare that someone just stops collecting something. Right. So I, might I think that pause, maybe but they don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. if it's Joe has had to weather waves of, of short term collectors before. Mm -hmm. And, and that's all of it. You just, Joe's popular right now. So people are going to be buying them 10 years from now. Maybe, maybe that retro wave will, will, will kind of die off a little bit again. And those people will be looking to get out. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, prices will come back down again. It's just there's an ebb and a flow to all of this stuff. And I know nobody on the show, you three and you know, you two and me, we're not interested in the value of our stuff necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um but there's other people who are. Mm -hmm. You know, and <clears throat> and uh sometimes just buying G.I. Joe because G.I. Joe is hot and it makes them look cool that's the only reason they do it and they're entitled to that. And it, again, it sucks if you've invested three and four decades of your life in it, the way that we have, but, Yeah, but we're kind of the weird ones in that. If the casual fans or the new fans, you know, are making the brand more hot, it's just good for the brand. Right. They'll it's make the, more stuff. The rising tide lifts all boats. So, and, and we have been fortunate enough uh, as as ambassadors of this program uh, to get to know some of these newer fans who are awesome fans. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. how, how long you've been on the boat is not a measure of how good of a sailor you are. Right. Right. I just I just read a buddy of mine who just came out uh, and made a declarative statement on Facebook and said, "I'm in. I'm a Trekkie." Right. He wasn't always, but he is, but he is now, and that's a good thing, right? Yes. See, is this uh, does this person's name rhyme with the Bistlock best Bitlock? 
I'm not sure if that was Klingon or not, but uh, go with it. Lieutenant Whitlock has beamed aboard. So right, new fans are good things. You know, mm-hmm. let's not be. I mean, and every every fan base is kind of like that, right? Well, I have fans since '82, uh, fans since '61, uh, whatever. You know what? It's yeah. cool. If more people think it's cool, how is that a bad thing? The more, the merrier. It's like you know, the opener, you know, the openers versus mint on card or 12 inch Joe versus three and three quarter Joe or whatever. You know what? Mm-hmm. As if you're as long as it's not illegal, <laughs> if you are a nerd for something, that's a good thing, right? So right. come on, uh, there's room. Oh, come on board. is good. Yeah, come on board. And lastly, do you think Hasbro are doing enough to capitalize on this upswing of new fans? Uh, and are they caring enough that they're angering their longtime fan base by continuing on with mediocre distribution, lack of advertising, etc.? Um, capitalizing on the upswing of new fans, I think, as we said, I, I think they're doing their best. Like, there's a six-month hole in the supply chain. Blah blah blah. Rewind back to the to that part of the thing, so we don't have to. I don't have to sit here and say it again. Um, and that's just going to take some time to fill in that hole. Uh, distribution is an issue and it has been for a while and I wish I had an easy answer for that Uh, but nobody seems to have an answer for that because toys are not what toys were when we were growing up Uh, and not having Toys R Us around really takes a bite out of distribution because there's not one retailer that is dedicated to toys, to action figures, to dolls, to bicycles, to whatever anymore um, so not having Toys R Us really hurts, and this is where that hurts. Uh, lack of advertising, There's whatever advertising they are or aren't doing, clearly there's no product on the shelves. Advertising is fine. Right. <laughs> Word mm-hmm. out there, these new G.I. Joes are pretty cool. So it, the fact that you're not seeing TV commercials doesn't matter. Um, not yet, anyway. Uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Well, there they were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the the shame of this, I'm, I'm glad that they're hot. I'm glad that retailers are noticing how well they sell. Uh, I'm glad that Walgreens got first mm-hmm. you know, crack at the ones that are out right now. Um, but the, the shame of it is it you can't grow the brand without having something to appeal to kids. Mm-hmm. And these are cool enough that I think kids would like them even without anything driving them from an entertainment standpoint, but they're just not on the shelves. There's just, that's the crying shame of it. Not that, not that it wasn't easy for us to get our infantry guys, or I can't get the three vipers I want, but that a kid can't wander down the toy aisle, see Duke or snake eyes or Destro or whoever mm-hmm. and go, man, and take it down off the shelf. Right. I mean, in the hand is is fifty percent of the way to out the door, so that's the crying shame of it. Is is I don't believe they've grown the brand in a, from a youth demographic at all. Yeah. So that's that's the shame of of misunderstanding or uh, playing it safe and keeping the numbers super tight. So there's just not enough for a kid to wander into. And if you want to grow the brand, it's got to be with the kids. Yeah, there, There's yeah. been, a, it, almost weirdly, 
there's been a rise of GI Joe fans who are twenty somethings, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm I'm finding more young adults who are who want to know more about GI Joe. Uh, you know the Gen Z crowd, so to speak, the 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 first bunch of those folks who are getting to have jobs and have income. Yeah, uh, they they see these goofy cartoons, or they they see the, the comics in the back issue boxes at the, the comic book store. They want to know more about what GI Joe was and how this this goofy military toy was such a thing. Mm-hmm. And some of them really get into it, so it, it's really strange that that growth has happened for a bunch of people that were not exposed to GI Joe at all when they were actually kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Uh, so, but again, the toy industry is, is a totally different animal now. And so maybe, maybe that's where growth is. I think that accessibility is also a problem with young people, like the 20 to 28 year olds or 29 year olds that are like now getting into Joe. They're like, they're on eBay and Amazon all the time. Like they are one of the highest demographic that shops now. So the exclusivity or the minimum limited stock that they have, and they're not allowing it to, to be on one of the biggest marketplaces, which is Amazon, like is baffling to me. It's absolutely baffling. And it's, it's, like I got my stuff faster from Amazon than I did when I ordered it from like Hasbro Pulse. Like, well, in, like, in it, fairness it, to Hasbro Pulse, yeah. Hasbro Pulse retail arm is not actually Hasbro. No, no, I know. I know. Like Hasbro know. Pulse's retail arm is, is some other third party retailer that is only allowed to sell that product after you know, Amazon yeah. and Target and Walmart and et cetera have all had their chance to sell X number of units. So that's why you're, you're, and this is for, for a lot. I, I know some of the folks in the, the live chat were talking about this before the show started. Uh, that's why ha- your Hasbro pulse orders often get delayed. Uh, and you get that email as soon as the, the, the product starts being cited in, in mm-hmm. Walgreens and Walmart and, and the like. So yeah. Uh, and they're not real clear about how that happens either. And that that's frustrating. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I didn't, I didn't okay. mean to correct you It more. I wanted to re- relate that point to a discussion that I saw in the live chat. You can correct me if you want. I'm wrong all the time. Why would I do that? The honcho you're the honcho. I, you know, I just roll with it. I correct everybody at some point because I'm a loudmouth know-it-all schnook. I'm like a bad umpire. Just sell the call, man. Just <laughs> sell it with volume. Believe it. That's it. Believe it and it'll come true. <laughs> so thank you. Good letter, Joel. Lots of good discussion there. Yes. Keep it coming. And uh, have fun down under, man. Right. Next letter. Hello, all. Hello. Given the responsibilities of adulthood, it's possible we are all having to collect differently. That being mm-hmm. said, which one of the three options is currently most important to you? Enjoying the brand, the act of collecting, or display, play, posing? Thanks for all you do. Our friend ML Series via email. So I guess that's that's the, the one question he's got there. What 
what one aspect of it is is your is your jam, Joe Colton? Um, it depends on. So for for Joe, it's just the act of collecting. Like I love collecting the figures, and I love seeing the new figures. Um, if like Marvel took it over, I would still be collecting GI Joe. So, um. Ah, uh, display, play, and posing. I some things I open, some things I keep in package. So in package, whatever. Mint in box, sir. <laughs> Mark Weber. Yeah. What's oh, the good question? Um, Which one? Right now, I mean, right now it's it's the collecting, right? I think overall in my life, it's been enjoying the brand because there has been so much to enjoy over the years, right? From Larry's Larry's comic in the long run. Some of the other guys who, who've had uh, runs on G.I. Joe, I've enjoyed. Um, the toys always, uh, you know, the old uh, Sumbo show. Like I... That was hard for me as a kid because it came on half an hour after school got out. And this is when hardly anybody had VCRs yet, right? And so if I got off, sat near the front of the bus, got off and sprinted home, I could catch like the last eight minutes of an episode, right? And that's, that sucked, man. Like yeah. I, would, I would try to hang out with kids I didn't even like who lived close to school. We, we could go watch G.I. Yeah, Joe at their house, right? <laughs> and then mom could pick me up at 3.30 like and they're four. Time to go. Like Tim Roberts? Tim Roberts. Well, I'm not I'm not ringing that bell. You're ringing that bell. I hope at least it comes through you to get to me. So I've got a little bit of a warning. <laughs> but but uh, there there is not that much going on for Joe outside of the toy right now, right? Like... Um, I think the comics are in an okay place, but I'm not, it's not like astonishing X-Men where I'm dying to get to the comic shop to get my new issue on Wednesday, right? I'm not counting down the days to a new issue right now. There is no animation. The movie has been pushed off quite a few times. And even though I'm, I'm really hoping, I won't say optimistic, but I'm really hoping that it's very good and that it helps spur the future it's not the kind of G.I. Joe movie that I want to see, most likely, right? It's going to be very ninja-focused, very snake eyes, you know, even though we know Baroness and Scarlet are in it. You know, I, I don't think they're going to play huge roles. It just it isn't the ensemble that I like. And it was, it was always the ensemble that I thought was cool about Joe because that's what I like in general is when they give you a whole team of guys and gals and play them evenly and let you pick your favorite instead of going, this is the A-plus Master Sergeant. You must root for him. I like the, the diversity and the options that, that Joe always gave you. So I miss that, and we haven't seen that in a long, long time. So I guess that's a really long way of saying right now it's the act of collecting. But I'm hopeful that the, the momentum that classified series has will help lead to a more widespread enjoyment of the brand through other mediums. I am definitely in an enjoying the brand cycle right now. Um, 
it's been a while since I had the chance to go back and enjoy the Sunbow show. And I'm doing that a bit more often these days. And I'm going back and reading some of the old 1980s uh, Hama books and uh, even getting into some of the old Devil's Do books, uh, which was pre a pretty good run. On mm -hmm. And um, I'm really enjoying Paul Aller's book um, right now. So I, that that's one that, man, I don't know why that's not on a regular production schedule, but, but every time I have to wait more for that book, it drives me crazy. Um, because I, I really, I, I like the new take mm -hmm. and, and I want to see where that goes. Um, but you know, like display is not a thing right now. The space is just not there. Mm -hmm. uh, active collecting is an, again, lack of space right now is, is really preventing that from happening. Uh, we're doing, um, you know, classified and like I'm running out of room for those already. So, it's um, it, it's really just trying to to stay healed. Uh, Sorry, that was Elizabeth Weber drive by. I mean, did she? I, I missed it because did I. Did she I only, die? You know what? <laughs> to, to quote Randy Savage, right? To, to quote Randy Savage, happens so fast you can't even talk about it. No. Like I, I can only see the slideshow, so I have no idea what happened there. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm definitely in a enjoying the brand cycle right now and mm -hmm. instant. But uh, good question there from our our pal ML series. You need to you need to write into us. Let us know what you used Weber's five dollar target credit for. That's what I'm talking about. We need pictures, pictures of of Weber's five dollar uh, target credit. As my sayonara to target. <laughs> Next letter. The Cobra name game that was posted by Hasbro matching the first letter of your first name to your birth month has a few combinations that match actual characters. Night Viper, Ice Viper, Dr. Venom, and in a way, Blast Viper. Uh, could this be a viral message from the minds at Hasbro cloaked in a game format? You know, like, oh, how we saw a crossword with figure reveals years ago. Ooh. Or is it just a coincidence? And the second part of that, if you care to reveal the name, how do you feel about your Cobra code name from this game? Regards, Skinny, via email. Skinny. And so first part of that, um, I don't remember a crossword of figure reveals. Do you, Mark Weber? Uh, you know, I had to pitch that three times to get a yes. No. <laughs> three what? times. That was yeah. so cool. I was so proud of that. And I got, I just don't see it the first time. not going crazy for that crossword. Right? And the second time it was, I don't know, I think we could do a little more. Okay. <laughs> I'm open to suggestion because this is my best work. And then the third time, <laughs> over a Cuban sandwich, as I recall, I'm like, look, it's going to be big. And we don't, we don't tell them. The only thing they know is stiletto. So we give them the one they know. And the rest builds off of that. And then we'll reveal it one at a time at JoeCon. It'll be amazing. They'll talk about it for a month online because there are no hints, right? No, you couldn't, couldn't put a hint on it or the hive mind online would sniff it out in a day. Right. So, yeah, I dug it. But um, 
Could this be a viral message? Sure. <laughs> Is it? No. 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 I just not. I like to think back to the to the one uh, smart ass podcast host that was like, "Well, we're not going to go over that crossword thing because Lord knows we'd be here all afternoon." <laughs> I'm trying to look up. I did this when it when it popped around, and I forgot what my Cobra code name was. Well, here you go. What oh, so good. Name? So uh, that makes me dragon. Oh, there goes Elizabeth. Oh, wow. the lovely Elizabeth off to bed. Uh, dragon. With dainty footsteps. Dragon shadow. That's not bad. That's not bad. I gotta be a ninja. It's not bad. Mine is Dragon Fang. That's not bad either. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. Poison Shadow. Not bad. Are we all December? No, I'm May. Oh, you're Fang. That's right. Okay. Uh, Joe Colton, do we want to do the one for your real name? No. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to make good ones, like Tyrant Boom. Or Doom Boom. <laughs> it sounds dull. Dread like Raven? My, no, my real one. It sounds dull. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. My, buddy, my, my buddy Oscar would be Snow Inferno. I'm, uh, <laughs> well, look, just just because it's redundant doesn't mean it's... It, anyway. I would, oh, I, I, would I would love a guy named Trip Sniper, right? The clumsy sniper. Oops. If, if your buddy was... Uh, if your buddy Oscar's name was uh, Zebediah, he'd be Inferno Inferno. <laughs> Wes is cool. Big Inferno. <laughs> As opposed to those little Infernos that cause more damage. Little Inferno. <laughs> Maggie is Dragon Zone. That sounds bad. <laughs> My son is Sound Boom. Ah. <laughs> And Elizabeth is Doom Grenade. That's pretty good. There we go. That is good. William is Big Shadow. <laughs> Apparently, I, mar I married Dragon Raven. Right. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> better than it. Big Inferno. Big Inferno. Racktime Rob is Doom Vortex. That's oh, that's good. a cool one. Yeah, that's, that sounds like you know. Like a terrible supervillain, right? Right. Like, it's got, like the third party guy who decides to take out Joe and Cobra. Yeah, that's the guy who's fighting Shadowhawk, right? Or <laughs> Savage Dragon or something. Savage Dragon. Bad Boom would be pretty good. There you go. Uh, I, I thought you said something with else. That, X, that X first name. Skullfang. There's, you know, there's some potential in here. It's not bad. Some guy named Xavier with a birthday in June is bad yeah. zone. <laughs> it's not bad. It was harmless. I dug it. I did it. But but this doesn't mean anything. No. Right? Mm -hmm. No. I would be stunned. Like, like the crossword stunned. puzzle, which is close to my heart, said, these are the figures you're getting next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about those, though. That'd be a waste of time. It was pretty clear. So <laughs> three times. You, know, you got to believe in something to go for that third pitch, right? 
And there we go. That's post sock. Woohoo! Joe Colton, you gonna sing the post sock song again? Post sock. The voice of an angel. There we go. There we go. Fiend. Fiend. It's classic with the cursive. Fiend. Mm -hmm. You may remember that as the uh, the ending sequence there from from when. Uh, we did Bobby Vala's slide presentation as a French film. <laughs> yes. We don't troop build. We are target exclusives. What is this target of which you speak? I don't know. Some, some place. It's Clean like a break. Walgreens, but bigger. Clean break. Like a Walgreens, but huge. Mm -hmm. What to do with you guys? Oh, my goodness. That gets us out of post sock. That uh, brings us into the plug the damn show movement. What do we get? Take a moment and uh, and give us a status update there. That as of the beginning of our broadcast tonight, we are up to 414 subscribers. Look at that. Trending up. Yeah, we had a, a big week last week. Um, and thank you all to... Uh, getting the word out. We need to continue to do that for us, please, because uh, it's uh, Facebook has kind of changed things up, made it really tough to spread uh, links around. Uh, they're trying to cut down on people spamming. We don't like that because we want to spam. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, please help us out there uh, and link our happy little show uh, to whatever pockets of Joe activity you may frequent. Uh, that would be a big help to us all. Uh, tell your friends, tell your loved ones, uh, get mom and dad to join in. We, we, uh, we appeal to listeners and, and viewers of all ages, mm -hmm. especially the honcho. Yeah, we're, hot, we're hot ticket. <laughs> You're a hot ticket or an item. That's, that's but, it. Uh, Hopefully, in, in the next two weeks, we will get to that magic 500 number. Uh, and what the, do they win, Johnny? That's the, uh, the unofficial goal is two weeks from now uh, when uh, we will have the contest to see who wins classified core commander and classified gungo. Hmm. Yay. They're getting, more, they're getting more valuable every week. That's right. No purchase necessary because uh, um, that's straight out of Wave 2 there. You're not going to find them again now that Wave 3 is out. When, uh, when's the next time they're going to make an Army Marine? Never, probably. Never. Probably never, no. Yeah. An Army Marine. Army Marine. Could we tell our enemies? Yes, but be creative about that. Know how to dress it up. Mm. Remember when we had some random crank coming after us? Weber. Oh, I kept, yeah. I kept calling him random crank. Name your source. <laughs> That's Name him. your source, Weber. Name your source, Mike. Name your source, Mike. Every, every good journalist names their source. Well, not. Well, no, no, not at all. Not exactly. Um, That's not how that works, no. no. Sometimes, yes, but. Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah. Man. Anyhow, but yeah, I. I, I really honked him off by going online and calling him random crank. <laughs> you gave him a nickname. That might've been his Cobra nickname. Maybe. Nice. It, it, I imagine it is. 
I, you, you know that guy's watching. He's not watching live. Here's what you need to do. Go on Facebook. All those people you unfriended last year for various reasons, find them and get them on the show. We don't want them. Save them. No, I don't think I unfriended anybody last year. Oh. I just, I, I, I was pretty liberal with the mute button on yeah. my Facebook feed. Like when I, I'm on, I, when I'm on Facebook, it's because I have nonsense to spread, <laughs> not because I am accepting other people's. Not nonsense. to take in, right? This is an off ramp. This is a. This is this is my. It is Twitter with pictures. So. I'm a, I'm a pr- pretty friendly and forgiving kind of guy, so I think I just gave out a lot of thirty day snoozes last year. Yeah, snooze button. Yeah unfollow button that, that we got some got some work there but i don't yeah. I'm, I'm good with I, if i'm on facebook and i'm posting something it's it's nonsense you know what i like doing is when somebody on a friend's thread says something so uninformed and stupid that i block somebody i've never met i love doing that do you because it's just like you know what it's it's almost like I wiped him off the face of the earth, right? It's a total, uh, you know, God move, right? Just like, you're gone. Gone. And I will never notice that you're not around on my friend's thread ever again. So there we go. Joe, sign up, cot guy. No. <laughs> he's probably signed up. Don't you imagine he's on Facebook somewhere and that's his avatar is the, the picture of the cot in the good lighting? And he's like photoshopped my head under part of the covers. Right. Probably tonight's with the red lipstick. Probably tonight's head. Unless he's moved on. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, maybe. Because <laughs> you, you know, crazy internet stalkers usually have like an expiration date when they'll be like, <laughs> okay, I'm not obsessed with her anymore. I'm moving on. Here's an interesting. No <laughs> You guys need to guest on other podcasts. Well, you know, it's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. But um, we can only do that when they ask us. <laughs> I'm going on the next podcast. So so Joe Colton has been on on Everybody Gets One now. This is what, third time? Did you Did you mention us at all at any point? I do mention you guys. I don't know if they, so we record, we don't do live mm-hmm. when they ask me, they record it. So, and we, we record for like three hours. We used to do that. Right. <laughs> and then, and Mike would have to edit for a week. And I think that the, the guy who edits it just goes the first hour, cut that. God. The, second, the last hour, maybe cut all of that. And then like, He'll just go through and just pick things that he asks questions of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Joe Colton has been on Everybody Gets One. Yes. Uh, EGO for the last few weeks. And she's They're made. Very good. I, I was on Joe Slepsky's podcast a couple times last year. Extreme! <laughs> Extreme! And um, I think there was an appearance on Star Joe's in there somewhere. Um, or no, we had Ryan with us. Never mind. Yeah, started. Don't even know who we have on. I don't know. Uh, I remember that one guy. No, <laughs> that one We're guy. Not going there. <laughs> what, 
narrow it down, Mark uh, Weber, that one guy. Okay. I, was, I was on a Transformers podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, and that oh. was cool. Because Transformers is like 1A for me to Joe. And, and, and did you say anything on the What's on Joe Mind page? No, you know what? I, I'm not sure I did. But I pubbed What's on Joe Mind on their show. Okay, that that's so, good enough. It'd so be that's, nice. That's job one. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, you made an appearance with Michael Mercy. Yep. And, and, I and, and danced ever so delicately around the fact that he loves He-Man. And I oh. think He-Man is one of the biggest joke franchises of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to stay as clear from that discussion as possible. I, I was, I was oh. on my show last year. We did a Toy Guys talking uh, in 2019. So. You know, earlier when I said, as long as it's not illegal, if you're a nerd about something, it's okay. I got to amend that. Illegal oh, no. or, or He-Man. Just can't do it. And look at look at you, just causing problems. Even as a kid, watching that animation where they recycled like 80% of it every week. As a kid, I was like, wow, this is really cost-cutting right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, He-Man was terrible. Oh, so because bad. And even when they rebooted it in the in the early 2000s, it just wasn't any good. And here's why. They created this incredibly vibrant world, right? And they've got fantasy, and they've got science fiction, and they've got colorful bad guys and colorful good guys and interesting stories, and everything comes to a screeching halt when He-Man shows up. <laughs> Drives the crazy. Everything just stops. I'm the strongest man in the universe. I'm going to punch something, and that's our show, everybody. Yeah. Hey, good night. Tip your waitress. What a and terrible, the, terrible franchise. And the whole and the whole thing can be brought to an even more screeching halt by those uh, <laughs> the three words that you uttered last week. That's not underwear. Right. That's not underwear. Those are not shorts. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's. Um, it's just not entertaining. Skeletor is awesome, right? That's a fantastic villain. Trapjaw, Beastman, great villains. Beastman, red, redhead. Redheaded guy. I mean, he's right up your alley there, Webb. Just saying, Here's a good one for you, Beastman. <laughs> so anyways, we got 414 subscribers. Thank you all for tuning in and, and enjoying dealing with madness like this. I got to do Skeletor and Randy Savage on the same show. I got to chalk that up to a win. That's, that's a good. That's, that's a, a good day at work. <laughs> As it were. That's a good day at the office. Yeah. So it uh, moves us on to we. It's a uh, kind of a long, kind of a long week this week. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to do a whole lot with viewer questions. Uh, thank you for tuning in, anyhow. But. Uh, we, we, we love you, and please keep showing up. Um, what we got in? Mark Weber, what did you get in? Uh, I got no toys this week. What? No toys. What? Like, I was pretty happy about the... Uh, well, I got the new chair, right? That's what I spent money on. I was The old chair was ridiculous. I was sitting like eight inches off the floor and typing up here like this, right? So You did look like I, a little child. Like, right? Trying to reach up. <laughs> So like I got that. a new chair. I got a new lamp. Uh, the chair uh, came uh, as a direct recommendation from Joe Colton. And obviously, she's got fantastic taste. Just arrived and assembled today. 
haven't felt this good sitting down in well, maybe more than a year. So yeah, new chair. Oops, there it is. Da da da. And uh, the new funky lamp. That's good enough for what I got in. Mm -hmm. All right, Joe Colton, what'd you get in? Uh, okay, so I got. I don't know if you guys have seen these before. No. So a girlfriend of mine got me into them. It's a cute posket. So they come uh, separated in a pack. So it's the head is in its own, uh, the body, the legs, and the sword are all separated. Um, and you assemble her, and then that's what you get. So if that's they cool. were, if they made these. Instead of those stupid bobbleheads, I would right. buy an entire line of G.I. Joe's. So I got I was going to say, does the head bobble? No. No. But look it at the does. detail of that hair. Yeah, the flowing hair is pretty badass right there. Yeah. That's not an aesthetic that I necessarily buy into. But okay. But saying saying that, that's done very well. Yeah, her eyes are like glass, and then like even her costume has like all of the lines and um, her armband. Like it's it's really really good. And then and there's one creep one creepy <laughs> fan out there saying, "Show her from the back." <laughs> right. <laughs> and then oh, I got the, the oh. gold one. And then I'll show this one from the back because she's got wings and it covers I mean, the bush. Here, here again, her hair is working it. Yeah. Yeah, the hair's whatever she, whatever she is spending on conditioner, it is the right amount. I want that hair. Is there a button that makes the wings fall off? No. Just saying. Yeah. But, like, she's got a ton of detail as well. So. Those are the two things I got in. This week. Do you have a bunch of those of different of different people, or those are just the two I got so far? And then I ordered the Linda Carter version. Oh no! So, by the way, anytime someone posts Linda Carter anything, just like when Beastman shows up, I just type redhead and leave it there. <laughs> Linda Carter shows up, Sun Devil, Arizona State baby. That's so she lives Mom. in this state. Like she lives probably like an hour from from here. Oh. And she, and and to her credit, she's still smoking. Yes, she smoking. Um, she was in an interview with Gal recently, and she is drop dead gorgeous. Like, so you get you, Joe Colton. You're gonna show up on her doorstep, get her on the program. I think that would be stalking, and no. Maybe send her a picture of the sunroom. I'm so clean. She might want to come around. <laughs> Just hang out. <laughs> and then I'll show her what it looks like at Christmas. And then she'll respect the transformation. I yeah. like where we're going with this. There you go. That'd be cool if next week on the show, Linda Carter just runs through the background to go get a cracker <laughs> or something, right? Or does the twirl. Runs in, does the twirl, runs out. She does we the say, arm, and then she like leaves. <laughs> we say nothing. <laughs> we just keep, keep going. Keep going. Yep. I think Mike would have a heart attack and scream at me as to why I didn't tell him that was happening. Right. I throw I throw up the sun devil. Woo! I would most definitely fall out of the chair. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be screaming, but I, I would love it. Absolutely. Linda Carter can hang out at my house anytime. Right? Right. I mean, I'm on down. 
Yep. Timeless. Timeless. Anyways, she can celebrity judge your sunroom. <laughs> I'll take it. Rack time Rob wants us all to know that no toys is better than what he got in dead game number four. Oh, poor Rob. So uh, I'll probably be getting some more calls from The Hague to answer for crimes against humanity as uh, having Rob do a podcast about that's it's really it's not good apologies to chad bowers who's a former host of our show uh, and a or former guest of our show and a wonderful guy uh he's he I, I can only i can only imagine that he's doing the best he can with what's been presented to him does yeah. rob know that he's living mystery science theater 3000 basically right I, I, I think that i think that uh metaphor has been approached okay yeah, yeah okay it's, it's not something we can joke about here anymore it's no i appreciate him jumping on that grenade it's it's that's really that's the mentality he, he is he is doing his own death march into rack time um salute but uh, not not a, not a whole lot of collecting going on this week. I was telling everybody before the show, uh, weird hours this week at work. I was just off my schedule, off my game, uh, so there wasn't even there wasn't even opportunity to look for stuff. Um, turns out there actually, I, I take that back. Turns out there is a a uh, a flea market in town. It's actually within walking distance of this apartment, uh, and I went and checked that out, but they didn't have anything. Oh. But there's some there's there's folks who who sell 80s 90s vintage toys there. So the the potential of having something walking distance from here suddenly got higher. Nice. I don't have to drive that 40 minutes to Kokomo Toys, our beloved sponsor. But you should. You totally should. And provider of our contest giveaway at 500 subscribers. Remember, once we get to 500. That means uh, we get to move on and do our thousand subscriber giveaway, mm. which is even better stuff. On our march yes. to a million, right? I don't think we're. I don't think I'm doing progressively larger giveaways to that point. <laughs> we'll see. I think we got to get. We get. We get to a thousand, and then we'll, we'll probably chill for a little bit. Um, Ten thousand subscribers, you get Wes Whitlock. He for makes a, dinner. Just cover them in stamps. There you go. Send them FedEx. They don't care. Put them in a box. Tiny Walmart man. will ship them in a padded mailer envelope to you. I'm going to be so pissed. He will arrive damaged and angry. <laughs> the first thing you'll do is you'll send this box out there. Right. And that, that'll be the first thing. And then you'll, you'll send them in a padded mailer. That thing will show up on your doorstep and you'll be like, I don't think Wes is in there. Right. <laughs> There's no wrist lock in here. There's no nothing in here. Where's my wrist lock? Mm -mm. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be happy. <laughs> shout outs, Mark Weber. Who are we shouting out to? Uh well, let's let's shout out uh, Mama Bear Nola Weber, who thought she was getting a drive by this week, and uh, <laughs> smell you later. <laughs> so, uh, just one week delay. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be winging our way back to Bend, Oregon. May drop by the home of the Lava Bears. Never know. Lava Bears! I assume I need to give them heads up to have a, a socially distanced sort of, you know, procession. 
as I run down to the trophy case and snap a picture of the 1992 Intermountain Conference Soccer Champions. But uh, yeah, so we'll shout out. We'll shout out to. Uh, we need uh, that picture because that's going on the What's on Joe Mind Twitter feed. All right, yeah, I can make that happen. I know that a guy. If I'm wearing a mask, I don't need to check in at the office, right? Because I'm already like half bandit anyway. I just run in. You just, you know, buzz in. Just say, "Hey, this is the honcho Mark Weber," and that. Yeah. I'm the same size I was in high school. I just have a bad back and a bad ankle, and you know, lighting problems. So other than that, it'll work. Yeah, no problem. What's the worst that could happen? If you have local celebrity Nola Weber with you, you'll be okay. Right. Don't say that. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, who knows, yeah. Hey, don't you know who I am? My name's on that trophy, goddammit. So who else are we shouting out to there, Mark? That's uh that's it. Mama Bear, Nola Weber. Joe Colton. Yes. Who are we shouting out to? Um, I would like to shout out to the fans um that listen to us every week whether it's on live or recorded or on um, just the audio on Podbean. Thank you. I'd like to give a shout out to you guys. Look at that. What? Look at you. I'm proud. Go on. I'm, I'm impressed. Go on. She's plugging the show. Don't interrupt her. Right? Um, and you guys, every week, it's always fun to see you guys and joke around and talk Joe. And it makes me feel like it's a little bit back to normal every week. So, when did we touch on GI Joe at this week? Yeah. Okay. Right. Enough. Go on. Go on. I'm good. <laughs> That's all you get. That's it. That's it. You're making fun of me now. All right. Fair enough. Whatever. I wasn't, but fine. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the wristlock West Whitlock because Joe doesn't love him anymore. Kicked him out. <laughs> uh, kicked him out. Didn't give him a shout out. So, and we and we and we auctioned him off to our ten thousandth uh, I mean, subscriber too. So we did. He's going to cook for a very happy family. <laughs> Clearly, things are on the rocks. So, fellas, be sure to get your postcards from Loser Town into Joe Colton. Yeah. At uh, Joe Colton at what's on Joe There's yeah. some Joe fan out there who doesn't know he's about to get a rescue, Wes. Right. You know, I get attached yes. when, you're when you're fostering. Single. Get attached, I'm right? Single. I got a chance. Right. Got to give a shout out to Rack Time Rob, uh, fourth member of the What's on Joe Mind team. Oh. Next episode of Rack Time will feature Dead Game 4. So think of I Rack will. Time Rob when you're in your own personal house of worship this week. He should do it over like the the heartbreaking theme from Platoon, right? It's like the saddest music ever. Well, just I mean, put it on loop behind him. Well, all right, I'll I'll talk to the guy who edits that. I know the guy. I know a guy. Uh, give a shout out to our friends at Kokomo Toys, uh, proud sponsors of our program. Uh, give a shout out to. To our good friend uh, Aaron and at Roma Collectibles, uh, I I made a purchase with Roma Collectibles. We're waiting for it to show up so I can show it off and what we got in, but it hasn't shown up yet. Um, mostly because he's in Ohio, uh, which is where U.S. mail goes to die. <laughs> um, 
I'm still getting Christmas cards. I got right. another one today. I was like, this is ridiculous. It's now up. February. <laughs> That's pretty bad when your Christmas cards arrive after Joe has cleaned up Christmas in her own home. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing with this card now? I have that. I have the theme from Incredible Hulk. The walking away theme. That's not bad. That can be done. That can be done. Um, shout out to our fans, of course, the 30 or so of you who tuned in to uh, join us in the live stream and to the however many hundred that join us on recording afterwards. We love you. Uh, as we said before, please continue to spread the word. Share our videos wherever you take G.I. Joe and social media. Uh, we love you long time. Um, <laughs> oh, and before we go, legitimate with that one. As I said, we love you long time. Now I feel cheap. Mark Weber, what do you say? Uh, just something I'm throwing out there that's uh, literally out of left field. Uh, this week on Tuesday, I launched a project that I've been working on for months with a friend of mine. It's called Eternal Baseball. And it's putting together the greatest teams in history. So all the greatest Red Sox together in their prime, all the greatest Yankees together in their prime for all 30 franchises, plus the Montreal Expos who get their team back and the Birmingham Knights, which we made out of the greatest players from the Negro Leagues. And we're actually going to simulate it as a real season. And so there's message boards, lots of ways to follow us on Facebook on Twitter, but mostly at eternalbaseball.com. And so I didn't want to I didn't want to ruin it earlier, but what I got in this week. Ooh, see right? swag. Oh yeah. So that's cool. Yep. So uh if you like base if you don't like baseball, don't go to the website. <laughs> but if you like baseball at all, uh there's something there for fans of every team. So uh you know Take a look. We put a lot of work into it and to, to work on it for months and months and not be able to even whisper about it is hard. So this week we finally, you know, got did the green light and got it rolling. Our opening day is February 16th. Um, wow. And if you're in Seattle or Washington, D.C., you might just hear me on the radio talking about it those two days. So there you go. That's that's what I got in my eternal baseball uh, shirt. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, that India, that uh, Montreal team, does it have Indianapolis Indians legend Razor Shines? Uh, no, no, no Warren Cromartie either. Mm. Uh, but Arizona State's Hubie Brooks. Uh -huh. about that. Uh, Razor Shines does hold a major league record. He has the most at bats for a non pitcher without scoring a run in his Ooh, career. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, Razor did not have a great cup of coffee in the big. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Jose Molina with the Yanks was the backup catcher and he started the year 0 for 50 and he didn't play a lot. Right. So that 0 for 50 was like over like three months. And then he finally lashed one to right center and was so excited. He turned the corner, got thrown out at second, trying to stretch it into a dump <laughs> and the whole dugout just fell apart laughing at him. Right. 0 for 50. And you're going to try to stretch that single on, when, Moli on Molina legs? Come when on. you're the slowest man in recorded. <laughs> so yeah. bad. So bad. Not in baseball. You're the slowest man in recorded time. Yeah. It was not a good, not a good life choice for him. So 
in his prime, I today I could outrun Jose Molina in his prime. <laughs> and I can't run. Yeah. How so, far is it between bases? Well, nice. if you're if you're Jose Molina, it's it about is five miles. miles. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty rough. So anyway, check out uh, Jose's brother on eternalbaseball.com. You'll be glad you went. There you go. And uh, that's it for us. We went long this week. Just, hey, post-sock, you guys had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, remember, uh, remember, to ex- remember to use your freedom of choice this week. Choose to wear a mask. Uh, choose to wash your hands. Choose to maintain social distancing uh, and keep yourselves safe and your family safe from COVID-19. We appreciate you. We love you. We want to see you back again. Your mask is better than mine. There we go. Get my Joe on Joe mask going. Now that nobody can understand what I'm saying. But uh, (laughs) for my co-hosts, Joe Colton, Mark Weber, I'm Mike Irizarry. This has been What's on Joe Mind. Not Joe on Joe Podcast. It's been What's on Joe Mind. Uh, thanks. Join us again next week on the team stream uh, next Friday at 9. Uh, we love you. Take care. Yo, Joe.